0: That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1372. Seven rules for growing slow, but sustainable wealth. By the editors of GetRichSlowly.org. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. If you're listening in real time and celebrating today, happy Hanukkah friends and thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Optimal Finance Daily. But for now, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Seven rules for growing slow but sustainable wealth by the editors of GetRichSlowly.org. You can grow and sustain wealth if you have nothing right now. Many will argue that fortunes can be made overnight. While that may hold very true in some cases, the majority of those who have made it will tell you it did indeed take a great deal of time coupled with some correct financial choices. For me, wealth did not come solely from entrepreneurship or financial risk, but rather it came as a result of diversifying my investments all while growing my equity leverage and identifying the right opportunities early on. I made my first million before the age of 27. It took me close to 14 years of hard work and trial and error to get there. But I did get there nonetheless. And I can tell you that it was quite a learning experience. I not only learned a lot about my capacity and tolerance for risk, but also quite a bit about financial systems and loopholes that exist. I want to share with you today seven rules that you can follow to make sure you're also getting on the right path to slow, but sustainable wealth. Rule number one, think net instead of gross. Many get consumed with the continuous desire to grow their gross income, but often forget to leverage their net income Increasing your net income by lowering your taxes is no different than raising your gross income. Make sure to reassess your net situation often by leveraging your write offs early on. Rule number two, embrace economic pressure. There will be many times in the next 10 years where you will identify an opportunity to invest or be a part of something that requires you to be uncomfortable in your financial position for a set period of time. Just keep in mind that risk equals reward and without any type of financial risk, you are doomed to stay a prisoner of the lower interest rates set by banks. Rule number three, create residual income streams. If you are bound to only receive one form of income, it is most likely you are living paycheck to paycheck and very unlikely that you are actually saving a large chunk of that paycheck. One of the main reasons people struggle with savings is because they're attempting to save money they otherwise count on to live, and as a result, find themselves in a position that forces them to spend it, even if they were lucky enough to save it for a short while. Most survive off their main income and grow through residual side income. Examples of side income may include rental income, dividends, affiliate marketing, and side businesses. Rule number four. Turn liabilities into assets. While it's true that most of the spending an ordinary family makes is buying more liabilities, you can differentiate yourself by investing in assets instead. Equity is key when making purchases. Let's use the example of a car since we all know most cars are liabilities. If you buy a new car for $26,000, then it's likely it will lose the majority of its value in the first three years but will eventually depreciate to about 20% of its original value by the time you actually pay off your loan, assuming a five-year loan. You therefore paid $26,000 and used your car until it was worth close to nothing. Instead of buying a liability, think of how you can turn the same item into an asset. The same $26,000 car is available used and has taken the majority of its depreciation in the first three years, and therefore it can be purchased for 50% off that price. In many cases, it can be purchased with a similar warranty as the new one and very low miles. Since you're finding a car with much lower miles than it should have for 50% of its original value, you simply can use the car until it reaches a normal mileage point and then sell it within two years at a minimal loss, usually less than 10% from your buying price. As many of you may not be familiar with the car market, Keep in mind that great low mileage examples of your favorite cars are not hard to come by and can be found on sites like cars.com, autotrader.com, and ebaymotors.com. A little patience and due diligence can save you a tremendous amount of money on this necessary but depreciating asset. Rule number five save for six months of hardship, invest for a lifetime of prosperity. While savings matter, you only need to save so much. Instead of creating budgets to save as much as possible, create budgets to save some and invest the rest. Invest your leftover capital into long-term sustainable companies and stocks. This by itself is a savings account with minimal risk that leads to much better returns than an FDIC-insured account, especially considering a long-term approach. Rule number six, define your long-term financial strategy early on. Don't wait until you reach a certain amount to define the strategy you should follow in order to accumulate more wealth. You should set financial benchmarks early on and ensure progression and diversification occurs as you reach them. By setting financial goals yearly, you can get much closer to growing rather than having years gone by only surviving. Think of your goals in various ways outside of dollar amounts to reach. For example, I used to set various goals that were financial in nature, but not dollar-driven. It would perhaps be being in less than an 8% tax bracket one year, but the next year it would be to have six properties for rent instead of two. It's always about understanding the financial picture in your head before painting it. Rule number seven, scale your financial growth. As I said earlier, diversification is key to ensuring slower but healthier returns while minimizing risks. Scaling is a strategy you can use early on to set forth diversification methods based on the financial picture you want to paint for yourself, as mentioned in Rule 6. Scaling is your ability to add different types of investments to your portfolio based on the size of your wealth. Create a guideline as to how scale matters. For me, it looked something like this. Under 100,000 in cash assets, goal was to lower tax bracket to 12% by leveraging write-offs. Between 100 and 250,000, add real estate for rental income to portfolio. Between 250,000 and half a million, add high-risk stock portfolio. And over 500,000, look for investments overseas as well as invest in other businesses or ventures. Keep in mind that these seven rules are not geared to help you reach fortunes overnight, but rather help you frame your 10-year plan for sustainable wealth, as it will take discipline and hard work with a hint of tolerance for financial risk. You just listened to the post titled Seven Rules for Growing Slow but Sustainable Wealth by the editors of getrichslowly.org. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. For a lot of people, it can be stressful and confusing to manage their finances. Even I used to feel this way when using different finance apps, but then I tried Monarch Money and everything got so much easier. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I think these rules are great food for thought when thinking about long-term financial goals and planning. I really like the suggestion in rule one to be just as mindful of net income as you are of increasing gross. Another way to get the most out of net is to take full advantage of retirement vehicles for investing as they have tax advantages, either reducing your taxable income now or in the future. I also appreciate the advice to diversify your income streams, something I'm playing around with now. We all know that we should diversify our investments to help manage risk, though many of us rely on a single source of income, which in itself is pretty risky. Having multiple sources of income softens the blow if you lose your main one. I also agree on rule five that you only need to save so much, but if you focus on a high savings rate, you will have more to invest. So once you hit whatever savings goal you have, keep your savings rate the same and throw it all at investments. And that'll do it for today. Thank you for being here and being a subscriber to the show. Have a happy Hanukkah and I'll be back tomorrow with the start of a two-part post from JL Collins. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.